what's up everybody hope you're doing well the world is a crazy place but we we try to be the constant for you the best we can even though we are not i don't know what are we huh i do know this my name is sean and i am uh you know just a mere fraction of this wonderful program that we bring to you every wednesday joining me today is the better half that i proclaim at least some would argue the one, the only Zelda rocking t-shirt himself, John. John. Sean, when you say, when you say I'm the better half, do you notice I never correct you? you know, it's, it just, I never, I never say, Oh, Sean, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Sean, oh, oh, shucks. Some uh, things, some things are just self evident. Right. That's right. Like, That's, like my humility. Yes. So <laughs> humble. So humble. Kendrick Lamar called. Uh, so, uh, for you guys who like the uh, trio, I've got good news for you. A freshly shaved, mustache-ish sporting, but also beard having Christopher J. Lockhart Jr. the third, the fourth. What happened? Hey, Chris, what's up? I'm here to break up this narcissism <laughs> love fest of John. And until it ends, I'm not leaving. That's just the way that is. Well... We also have another surprise for you folks um, making a return to this podcast. Well, let me say this first. You guys have all heard of George Foreman, right? <laughs> in 1994, <laughs> George Foreman released the George Foreman grill that we all know and love. In that same year, in 1994, when George Foreman was 45 years old, he won the heavyweight championship by knocking out Michael Moore. I say that I it was Buster Douglas. No, it was Michael Moore. Oh. Um, don't correct me again. Kidding. Love you. But yeah. I say that because <laughs> if you think about George Foreman, he retired. He left the game. And it kind of fits our recurring, our, 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 recurring, our, re, our returning guest today. Um, he, I don't care what you say to this day. He is the one guy I'd turn to for Final Fantasy. And he came on this show a couple of years back. We give him a lot of grief, but uh, a fun fact before his appearance today, him and I have talked and, you know, he's, he's ready to bring it today. He's shirtless as he should be. That's how we're used to seeing him on discord. He is on discord as we are, but he's going to have just a headset mic on. So we wanted to bring it to you as real as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, the legend has returned. What up, Mike? How you doing, sir? What up? I thought I was Ryan Leaf to your show. Hey, you know what? What rhymes with grief? Ryan Leaf. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah we, I'm back. The coach is calling me off the bench. So. Yeah, there yeah. you go. In the flesh, and he's like we 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 jokingly called him Ryan Leaf because the potential was there. He, like I said, he to this day is the Final Fantasy God. Didn't uh, Ryan Leaf go before Peyton Manning? Isn't that what his big thing was? Possibly, possibly. Yeah. But that's in the past, Chris. Peyton Manning's a Hall of Famer. Ryan Leaf's not. Mike nope. is back on the show, and he's ready to bring the hammer today on the topic. Well, well, Sean and Chris, I, I gotta, I gotta pay Mike a huge compliment. I gotta, I gotta stroke his ego for a second. One of the things I love about Mike is the things that he plays. I live vicariously through his eyes. These are games that I don't typically have the time to play, but I, I, you know, I, I was, what was it? Uh, last year, uh, Mike, you were playing the, 
holy crap out of Black Desert. Yeah. Uh, you got really into that one. You just you just really get into these eclectic games that that and I, I'm just I'm, you have a very unique um, taste in games that I find very refreshing. I think you were telling me a couple of weeks ago you were playing like a uh, Dynasty Warrior style game. Oh, Warriors Four. Yeah, Rochi Warriors, Rochi. stuff like that. Just yeah, also, like, the, like the things the things I would call guilty pleasures. Yeah. That's what that's what Mike specializes he in. So out. I got to get that. Yeah. He also has repurchased the Nintendo Switch because he can't wait to play the new uh, <laughs> Zelda game that's coming out, guys. Yeah, Hyrule at a Warriors. flea market. Hyrule Warriors calamity. <laughs> yeah, the flea market came through for me. I can't wait for you to turn that on and go, "Hello, well, welcome to Nintendo Swatch." No, he turns it on and says, "Hello, Moto," and you're like, "Wait a minute, what? This is a Switch." Would you like to play Mario Odyssey? Mario <laughs> Odyssey. That's fantastic. Well, Mike, generally what we do in the intro, uh, first of all, we wait for John to let in Harper, which he's done. Uh, that is Burgess. Does that Burgess? You got to get your dogs. You got to get your dogs right. I thought Harper had the spots and Burgess didn't. No. I'm dumb. That's Tucker right there. Tucker? Yeah, okay, we're good. But normally we, we just we run down the, you know, what we've done for the past week. Uh, a lot of times Chris and I are going to during football season, football, because, you know, roll tide. We won't uh, do that to you. We're not going to talk about Auburn and Georgia this week. There's Oof. no need to. Um, it's just, it's not. So we're going to, and people get tired of Alabama. So we're going to hold off on that talk too. Roll tide. But, roll tide. <laughs> but what we will do is talk about what we've done this week. Uh, so from last Wednesday to now, does anything stand out for anybody? Chris, you got I, I kept my head and that was an important development apparently this week. And I hope everyone wow. out here gets that you know, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait for the finale uh, Friday. That's yeah. I'm, I'm in theory. If the weather is good, because right now there's apparently a uh, hurricane that's a uh, developing in the Gulf and it's supposed to probably hit the panhandle this weekend, but it looks like at least right now it's looking like Louisiana, right? As long as the weather is Ish. not going to kill us, yeah, <laughs> I'm supposed to be going to uh, PCB this weekend. That's Panama City Beach for those unfamiliar. You actually might be in luck because it's moving even further left. So yeah, that's why I noticed today. Yeah, um, that, that's my hope. But the the goal is to wake up Friday morning because I'm off starting. I'm off. Today's your Friday. Yeah, it is my Friday day. <laughs> uh, um, and and to just pretty much start watching that as soon as I wake up. That's pretty dope. I uh, I gotta say, I do hope you know legit thoughts and prayers. If we happen to have any listeners that will be impacted by the the hurricane, when yeah. it it's um, if if we bring you any joy and and you need us, we're gonna be there, not physically, but through your earbuds or headphones. We will be there for you guys, and we truly hope it's not catastrophic and you guys are okay. Uh. With that said, yeah, Chris made a, a reference, obviously, to the boys mm -hmm. on Amazon, and all four of us are huge fans. Uh, I want to say, once again, I got a nod to Mike. Didn't you turn me on to the show, Mike? I did. I did. Yeah, one day, Mike and I are hanging out, and he he's talking about the boys, and I go, I don't, I don't know if I want to watch this, man. It's been on my recommended list or whatever. And he goes, give me, just give me a few seconds to show you a few scenes, no spoilers. The opening uh, scene. Yeah. So the first five minutes of episode one, season one. 
was all it took. He actually at first showed me something a little further in, in season one with Homelander. Mm. Um, it was I, the finale when he uses rays to cut all those people up in that. Um, so, yeah. hey guys, spoilers. Uh, sorry for the technical issue thingy, but have we, did anybody check his volume? He's, yeah, real, uh, he's coming in real he's low. He's fine. He's for fine what he needs to be on yeah. my end. Okay, cool. John, feel free to just boost him up in your own headphones there. Oh, cool. Got it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're good with him. And once again, disclosure, Mike is coming via Discord. He is a guest, so we did not expect him to have a, you know, professional mic like us, but he is we're, a professional. We're still testing our – we're not ready to start our pilot program where we just always have a uh, mixer – and high quality mix uh, or mic to uh you know just mail out to our guests anybody that yeah. on the show you know but great white it's coming eventually with his mic i still have that mic so if i were to thought about it i'd have plugged that up that's it's awesome just like it's all good. that is amazing that you just said that that makes me so happy and i'm very like i'm smiling right now i don't know great if i can white. i could have you know what because i finally got my yeti back from john i could have sent him that that's my yeti no, remember you found your Yeti. Did I? Yeah. Where is it? <laughs> you found it while you were moving. <laughs> Where did it go? Apparently uh, you suck at finding things. The Go ahead, John. Speaking of mics, I got a little jealous of a friend of the show BK last week. Yes. Oh yeah, he got a shirt, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He got a Joe Rogan mic. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah that's what <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I pulled up that microphone and, and thought about pulling the yeah. trigger. Yeah, me too. Because they are nice. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not that expensive, guys. Four hundred dollars. Four hundred bucks. The drop in the bucket, bros. We could do right. it. Then, then hook that up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh I think it's well, he might not like this, but he'll understand the reference. For me, in addition to the Alabama game, the uh and you guys are gonna look at me hilarious right now. The Tottenham Hotspur, my favorite team in soccer, scored six on Manchester United. Suck it, United. Socialist. That's all it is. That's mm. all I got. That's it. There it is. <laughs> but um, still no movies for us, right? No one's gone to the movie theater, done anything like that. We're all just watching Netflix or Amazon. Maybe I would. Maybe I should do that tomorrow. Maybe I should finally go see Tenet. Yeah, I mean, you and I were supposed to go see Tenet. Yeah. That fell through largely on my part. I didn't follow up. Uh, but the theater had just opened. Yeah. Uh, do you think they got the COVID under control? I don't know, but I feel like if you were going to go see Tenet, you probably have by now, especially because it sounds like they're all about to shut down again. Yeah. Since everyone's like pretty much punning into 2022 with all their 2021 movies. Hashtag Batman. Hashtag punt. Yeah. I love the word punt. Didn't, that got delayed. I think James <laughs> Bond got delayed, right? Um, Batman yeah, Marvel movies got delayed. I saw today that James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig, warned the next James Bond better not screw it up. <laughs> and it's Superman? Is it Henry Cavill? I think I he said it. he wants to play it. Okay, he's not actually the yeah. one who got it. He'd be good. Yeah, yeah he definitely cool. would fit for I, a Bond. I need him to, the Witcher. Yeah, I need him to stick for the on The Witcher, and Chris was excited because they showed first looks of what was yeah, it? Yeah, both The uh, Witcher and Siri, and the big part was Siri. They showed her picking up a wooden sword, so Geralt's going to start his Witcher training for her. And, oh. Is that what that means? Oh, yes. Okay, because I, I know nothing about the Witcher series. Uh, I just know that 
she she never becomes a witcher because as as it's hinted in the first season she's something completely else but she gets trained by girl i just know there was like um a character who started off as like you know kind of hunched over she looked unclean yeah and then eventually she got straight and she looked clean and nice and very pretty hmm. i liked her <laughs> I did too. she was she was uh she was very nice though um speaking of that borat too borat yeah. uh, that's an amazon exclusive right yes i'm not sure but it's funny <laughs> yeah it's coming out at the end of the month on prime that's a, I think it is a prime exclusive. Uh, trying to do a quick look. We're just going to go with it. It does say I, Amazon Prime Video. I did get one nice thing of normality for this year because, you know, for most things outside of like, I guess, TV shows, TV shows have been the one like scripted shows right here lately. It's felt like that's kind of coming back to normal. And I know Mike, Mike loves Big Brother and he's watching that. And I'm sure for the most part, that just feels like Big Brother, right? You know. Yeah, that's when somebody gets eliminated. The main thing was they can't come within six feet of Julie Chin and they have to put their mask before they come out of the house. Yeah. But like for me, you know, I love SNL. I've always loved SNL. It's like my thing where you love SNL. What? Even if I get like, (laughs) even if Chris has a classic uh, drunk night and doesn't make it to that SNL, the first thing I do in the morning when I wake up is I watch it, you know, and it was just cool to actually see it. And like, you know, I know they kind of did the at home thing back uh, when the, the peak of the, the pandemic was hitting New York. Right. But to actually like see Chris rock come out and there was a crowd there and they were cheering and it felt like SNL again. I was like, okay, you know, that's, that's a nice little thing to grab onto during this whole entire thing. I, I did catch that opening monologue and, and there was something very nostalgic and, and like you said, quote unquote, normal yeah. Chris Rock at SNL, a crowd there. And they, they did look, they didn't look too far apart as far as seating goes. There didn't appear to be as many people. I think there. they got away with it because what, like they were all first responders. So, yeah. and they had they, on masks. Oh yeah. The band even had on masks. How yeah. do you play a saxophone with a mask on? Apparently you take it off and you play sax and you put it right back on. That's exactly right. Chris. That's yeah. Right. That was uh, good. Um I mean there wasn't a lot of surprises on it. I mean, we kind of knew what was coming, but well, this this whole past week, it's it's been like uh I don't know, it's just every day is kind of the same. I, I feel like we're all in our uh how do you put it, our new normals, if you will. Yeah. Um uh, uh three John's even invited to this. We try to log on every day. Uh, we try to keep in touch, you know, to, you know, we're in discord hanging out and even John's invited. <laughs> John, you're busy in the morning. Your, your real job makes you busy, yeah. but uh, it's cool to, to kind of get back to normalcy, even on the verge of, you know, this time of year that in March, everybody said, if we make it through summer, be careful in the fall and the winter Yeah, flu comes back and watch for COVID to do whatever it does. I just, I just miss, I miss things like concerts and football games and, you know, stuff like that. Like Thanksgiving's going to be weird this year, dude. You know, you're not going to want to be around a bunch of people uh, mm-hmm. if you can help it probably. I mean, the, Thanksgiving's the excuse. Finally, we have an excuse not to get together with family. 
<laughs> John's happy. He's like, yes. Everyone's like so that. happy they're not going to have to see that one uncle. <laughs> but John. Played this weekend. I wish they would have canceled football. What was the joke you said about <laughs> Auburn football? Now, now, full disclosure, Mike is a Auburn diehard. He loves uh, the Auburn Tigers, War Eagles for Mike. But you made a joke about six feet apart in COVID, right? That you had seen yeah, on the uh, Auburn's following the COVID guidelines because they're staying six feet from the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarity. I love it. But yeah, man, uh, it's always fun to get back here on this on these Tuesday nights, see all you guys, uh, especially you, John. You're like, uh, I don't know, you're almost like Sasquatch now. You've been so busy with work, I barely get to see you anymore. Sa- oh, Sasquatch, because you it's rare you get to see Sasquatch. I got you. Yes. See, John. I thought you were telling me I was hairy like a Sasquatch. <laughs> no, that would be friend of the show, Josh. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's uh. I was thinking about him today, and then I looked online. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if if you guys remember, uh, listeners, if Mike's our final pheasant, pheasant? Final, pheasant. <laughs> final fantasy resident expert, Josh is our World of Warcraft resident expert, right? But oh, fun sure. fact, he's also an Atlanta Braves fan. Poor Josh. Did they but lose? I, I looked today, and I think, I think the Braves won how did I just literally type Atlanta in the search bar? Like, am I like, is this for real? They so, did win. They won nine to five over Miami. So they had a big seventh inning today. That's nice. Um, so yeah, the baseball playoffs are going on. The Red Sox are not in it. So I'm done. John still got a shot because the Dodgers are going to win the whole thing. I think. Um, Finally. Probably. Mike Barry Bonds. He's not playing anymore. So F baseball. I was about to say, I haven't watched baseball since Barry Bonds retired. <laughs> and uh, Chris, you got the, oh, the Orioles are out. Oh, no. <sighs> yeah, it's been They did do better than the Red Sox this year. They did. We were not last place. <laughs> so fantastic. We I'm had like to- a two-day period, I think, where we were like tied for first, and then we just went off a cliff. <laughs> it, uh, it was no bueno for our teams this year. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see here. We currently got an NBA Finals going on. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been ugly except for Game Three. I mean, yeah. Game Three was probably the first time I've seen it be competitive the whole entire series. And Miami pulled it out. So tonight I'll be watching to see if Ameni and Platt will be heartbroken as they go down three one, or if we've got a series and and we'll see where it goes from there. And and speaking of normalcy, it's it's good to see this this stuff going on to sports. You know, yeah, it kind of it kind of brought the world back to normal if you will. And I love this time of year because we got championships that are possibly about to be won and and some major sports. So that's really good. Playoffs. Playoffs. Practice. Yeah. I really miss, I really miss sports. I don't believe you. I think you miss books. I don't think you miss sports books. (laughs) (laughs) Like all of a sudden books are are not done anymore because of, I went to go order some flowers. Um, and she told me that I couldn't get something I normally get in flowers Why? because of COVID. It, it kind of messed up the supply chain of a certain flower hmm. from the form she orders from. I was like, well, I'll be. <laughs> I'll be. Were they what, Mike? A rose strand of COVID. They all caught it. and they're all- I, Possibly the farmers got COVID, which means they didn't get to do the thing. But that wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, uh, roses are canceled. They have COVID. Uh, we can no longer sell you they're roses. Oh my God. What if, what if I get the uh, bouquet and uh, 
they're like six feet apart in the face. Who it's knows? fun to see if I can signal to <laughs> yeah, Sean yeah, and yeah, can figure out what I'm trying to tell him. Yeah, I was looking. I was just about to tell you on my timer. I started a little late. I'm already over 16 minutes, but yeah. I think we've been going. So I think it's a good time now to wrap it up and head on over to our topic, which, of course, is going to be highlighted and carried by George Foreman himself, Mike D. God. And the topic for this week is called Genshin Impact from China. It is China. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's not from Japan. Like we, you know how we do that. It is actually a game from China. Do you guys know the publisher? I do not. China. China. China Games. So it is China Games. I have no idea. Uh, I don't, I, I know that on my, I downloaded it on PlayStation and this is it. Yes. Me Hoyo. And also game underscore dev zero eight five. Those are the publishers. They sound well, there like you go. Twitter handles, but uh, yeah, this game, um, I don't know if it, I can say that it came out of nowhere, but I can say that Mike's appearance on the show today and the timing of this game's uh, popularity, it seemed like a natural fit. Yeah, and, uh, it was something Mike's been playing. Like, I think if you if you looked at China, right, this game didn't come out of nowhere because I think they said like there was something like 17 million people who had pretty much pre-ordered the game or pre-downloaded the game before it even released. The shocking part of that was that only of those 17 million, 12 million were from China, and five million came from the United States. I believe. And like for those who I'm sure most here are like, I would, I would challenge anyone here to name a game from a prominent Chinese developer outside of like something just secretly being financed from Tencent, right? Like that they have actively played and have thoughts on this is easily so far looking like is the biggest game to ever hit uh, the U S markets from China. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is it started, Mike? Do you remember how you told me when yeah, you downloaded it? You was like, "Dude, it's Zelda, man. It's got a Breath of the Wild feel to it." Now you said it doesn't anymore, but at first, and that's that's the kind of thing that got my attention. You speaking like that. Uh, well, I was in the store and just browsing, and I ran across this anime character looking thing, but the background looked just like Zelda Breath of the Wild. So I was like. I'm not playing nothing else. I'm playing Orochi Warriors. I'm going to take a break from that, and I'll see what this game is about. When I turned it on, the immediate feel was Zelda, but after about an hour, that went away. That went away, yeah. It's its own game. I do know the opening cutscene, which I did finally once I downloaded the game, which, by the way, I'm sure Mike will talk about this. It's a free game, but it's got some, some, some things you can purchase, right? I, once mm-hmm. I downloaded the game for free on PlayStation, I think you did too, Mike, right? Yes. Um, the opening cutscene is pretty legit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you're immediately as a player, you're you're cho- you have to choose this person or this person to save. You don't quite know that immediately that's going to matter, but it does. Um, uh, and yeah, you kind of are off and running from that point. You know what it looked to me like 
Were you guys on IGN, John? Were you on IGN the week when they were consistently running the trailer for this game before every one of their videos? Yeah, yeah. John's saying yes. Uh, um, He's he's great job, audio podcast. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, But um, when I was looking at, you know what? Like, I get with what you guys are saying, like Sean, like the backgrounds of it definitely are meant to give you the the Breath of the Wild vibes for sure. But the character designs actually remind me of um, was it? It it was on PlayStation. Um, Tales of uh, Vesperia. Yes, those it, th- like the character models look straight up like that classic anime, fancy anime style stuff. Like versus you know, I don't really think uh, Breath of the Wild had a overly anime look to it. You know, it it just looked like a beautiful shell shaded Link and stuff like that. Yeah, Link, Link and Breath of the Wild fit the world with the way he looked. This world yeah. looks like Link's world, except with these anime characters. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't even feel like they belong in this world because of what I'm used to with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But the best way I can describe this game, and I've, I described it to someone else who wanted to download it, who asked me about it, is if Final Fantasy and Zelda had a baby. <laughs> and it, so wait, there's Cactar in the game? Because I'm in it. There's a cactus. There, there may not be a cactus, Chris, but there is something that reminds you of Moogle Mail. Ooh, Moogle. Yes. <laughs> it's like pulled all the. It, it did the Fortnite of battle royales. It pulled a lot of different elements from different RPGs, and it's it's been amazing. Hmm. How many? So how many do you start off with? Because I know you said there was multiple characters in the game. When you start, as Sean was speaking of earlier, um, you have to choose between twins a boy or a girl, they look exactly the same, just one's female, one's male, and you same start abilities? No. Yeah, I'm okay. sure. It, yes, it's the same abilities. I, I don't think there's anything different between the two. So as you're going through the storyline, you'll start unlocking the characters they meant for you to have mm-hmm. outside of the paywall. And But you can easily play this game for free and progress in this game and do everything in the game without buying anything mm-hmm. i had four characters and i had progressed pretty far within a you know a couple of days without buying anything and then there's certain things you can do in the game to get extra characters i don't have a count on how many there are i'd have to so, look it up so would you say it's kind of like is it as far as the unlocking the characters long term outside of a couple that you say you got early on do you think it kind of goes into that kind of wow mount mantra like where you know like Hey, here's a bunch of things for you to spend time doing. If you do them, the reward is here's a, a new character for you to do. Well, you like that. Like I was explaining to Sean earlier, I believe it was about this guy I found on YouTube that spent like $600 trying to get different characters mm-hmm. and he wasn't pulling any of the characters he wanted. He kept getting repeat versions of these characters, which you can use yeah. to progress your, the same character. And, um, I've spent at this point sixty bucks, and I've got like eight or nine characters myself. But so you got a, four at a time. You've got a good ratio. <clears throat> Excuse me, what is happening right now? Yeah, I've got some free, and then I've got yeah. some pay. Yes. And also from paying, you got a good set of characters. It almost seems better than that other guy. Maybe not. That's anecdotal at best. Maybe they adjust the roles. Yeah. Okay. Since we're talking about Breath of the Wild, since we brought that up. If you remember Link when he needed to do something, 
he needed a certain item or tool to progress through that obstacle. And then in the next dungeon, he would get another tool that he could use in the next. All the Zeldas have kind of been like that. Well, this game, each person is its own tool. So if you need somebody with fire, you have to switch to that character. If you need somebody with ice, water, wind, it, it's it's very intuitive in that case. So what's the uh, the main premise of the game? The setting. So far, I'm not very far through the storyline because I've done, done gone off the beaten path because, you know, I'm a completionist. Oh, yes. Yes. And Anyone knows Mike is the kind of guy where if I tell him I beat, I go, I beat God of War. The first thing is going to be, would you platinum it? Did you, did you do everything? I'm like, yes, Mike. I freaking platinum God of War. Shut up. Exactly. Uh, so I've kind of gone off the beaten path of the storyline, but I can tell you, um, the twin that you don't choose gets kidnapped by this God. Hmm. And it's not a spoiler because it happens when the first three minutes, as soon as you turn the game on, this is what you see. John's and, already excited because this is sounding like the start to Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. <laughs> and I'm, I have a feeling what's going to happen. You have to find your brother or protect your brother or, or save him. So I, I think that's going to be the premise. Okay. And I've read things like, I hate to use the comparison of the last airbender. Yeah. Yeah. Go for but it. She pretty much is going to be a character. <laughs> the one you choose of all elements. So basically you have all these kind of supporting characters that each have a special, like, you know, special like, yeah. And then you element. yourself, you're the, you're the avatar. Cause right now, and this may be a little spoilers, but there's two elements that you can use with her as how far I am now. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling when they, I've also bought the battle pass, so that also told me they're going to constantly update this game. Okay. So I have a feeling it's going to go into the different elements. So I think she's going to be kind of like the last Airbender, and your other character like the people who only have their elemental abilities. So America ripped off anime to make the last Airbender, and now China is ripping off America. <laughs> this is weird. I'll be right um, back. Yeah, Sean is uh is is Holy doing crap. everything. We got it, buddy. Um, so like, what what about the combat? Because I I feel like with these kind of games, I know you like the the thing that is very unique from a lot of my friends. Like outside of like you and our buddy, our buddies like Tate and and Cam are probably like you guys will just grind combat like that is your thing, man. Like you could I, I've seen you do it. Like literally, I've seen you do it on video for like eight hours straight you know, just kind of doing it where I think, you know, John and I, we definitely don't mind doing those things, but we kind of get to the point where like, I'm ready to see the next piece of whatever is going on in the, uh, in the world. Right. So, so what is it that the game has you doing consistently for hours upon hours that's caught your attention? Well, the game was released Thursday and it's now Monday and I've played it pretty much nonstop since, since I downloaded it that night and I've been unlocking the map. So just like Breath of the Wild, I'll go through some similarities of Breath of the Wild. There's certain um, statues of the seven gods that are spread out all over the land. So you remember in Breath of the Wild where you would get the towers and you'd put your little handheld machine thing into the tower, then it would unlock yeah. that section of the map? Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And within that section, there's a bunch of smaller teleport things you can collect. And everything you do in the game gives you adventure rank. Adventure so, what? Rank. So oh, okay. it's not just character rank. You also have to rank up 
your adventure. And I'm adventure rank 26, which has increased my world rank. So there's a bunch of ranks in this game that you have to level up. So I'm world rank two, I'm adventure rank 26, and my character, my highest character is 45. Okay. So what you're doing is when you're running to all these areas trying to unlock these shrine things, you're running across little puzzles. You'll see these little floating ghost things, and you can run over to it, and it'll and you follow it to its little stat, his little stand, and it'll a treasure chest will appear. That's what, about eighty percent of this game has been opening treasure chests from puzzles, hmm. uh, killing creatures. Um, there are dungeons kind of similar to Breath of the Wild, where you would go into the little temples and and you do like a little puzzle and then fight the creature. Yeah. At the end. Um, this is kind of like that too, but you have to meet certain levels. So that's where the paywalls start to gotcha. show its face is with the ones you start off with, they can level up and be strong and you can do them, but they, there are certain levels in these dungeons that you got to be level 40, 60, 80 to even enter. And in order mm-hmm. to be strong enough, you might need some of these five star characters that are behind the gems that you have to purchase. How long do you think without purchasing would it take you to get where you could just go into these without really worrying about the paywall problems? Um, you heard how much I've been playing it. I'm yeah. still not able and, to get in there. And how much, <laughs> and how much you've spent. I've only spent, what was it? $69. I think so far I bought the so, battle pass and I bought this daily uh, coin our gem thing and mm-hmm. I bought some more gems to try to unlock another character, which I didn't get one. So what's so in the you... battle pass? It's kind of like Fortnite. As you uh, progress with these objectives, they'll, your level goes up in the battle pass and then it unlocks okay. things like level up books or you get these treasure chests that can give you random stuff. Um, level up books. I'm guessing you just get to like pick something and level it. No, it's oh, okay. It's almost like what you would see with, with like a achievement system. Ah, okay. It hmm. gives you objectives like that. You got a weekly objective, you got a monthly ad- or um, battle pass objectives, and daily, daily, weekly, and battle pass. Have, so it'd be like go kill a hundred fifty of these things. Have they said what uh what max level is yet? Does, does anyone know that? I mean, I doubt anyone in the world has been able to achieve it with, you know, if you're saying you can't even get to the point yet where you're past. And I know for a fact that you've played probably, I'm guessing 50 to 60 hours already. All right. I'll put it to you this way. I'm level 40. Yeah. Or level. Yeah. I'm level 45 and can get to 50. There's six stars that you, when you ascend your character. Mm-hmm. So when you, you hit a level cap, and then you have to ascend the character. There's six stars you have to go, and I'm on star number two, and I can only get to level 50. So I'm, I'm assuming it's 100, maybe okay. 90, I, but I don't know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I asked you, is this game something that, and by the way, I'm back. The puppy went outside the potty. Life is good. Um, I asked you if this was a game you could quote-unquote beat because you had told me, and I apologize if this already been said, that it was a... It was like an MMORPG without the the multiplayer aspect. Yes, right. Yeah, there... you can, I'm sure you can beat the uh, 
available storyline now, mm-hmm. but I already know they're going to constantly support, especially after the reception yeah, that it's had. It's, I would imagine this is going to be all about the end game, right? Oh, and, absolutely. and how it keeps you wanting to keep grinding and, and how the, I would imagine there will just be pretty much every month if they're working like clockwork to say there's a new character being added into the, to the game and you know, they do this or something. It's very similar to what you think you would play a, a mobile game. And matter of fact, it is on mobile. Yeah. Um, but the games I played on mobile, you they would constantly release characters, and you would try to get them. You'd want all of them. Got to catch them all, you know. Yeah. But that's going to cost a lot of money, like mm-hmm. real money. Yeah, if that's the one knock that I've heard about this game is that it is using that gotcha mechanic mm-hmm. um, that mobile games are very much known for. But, I mean, the plus side is, and you've, you've said it already here, and you've told me in real life, you know, in, in our personal talks, that you don't feel the need to do it yet. And what you actually became concerned about this game on how it's going to make money in the future. Well, we got some earnings that we're going to report later. The game's doing just fine, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I that made me actually, because I, I, I didn't want it to be like I had to buy loot boxes or I had to open up, you know, packs like from like in Madden per se to, to feel like I'd be the best at this game. And you said that's absolutely not the case. They were just characters, yeah, you wanted because it would make your quality of life better in the mm-hmm. game but you don't necessarily need them. That's a big difference, right? Right. The The characters you get by default, by progressing in um, these different dungeons, once you start... You remember the tower thing that you see in games where you go to floor one, you defeat those mobs, and you go to floor Kind of like two. the horde. Yeah. Yes. Thing. Yeah. There's certain ranks in that that gives you a character. So oh, cool. they give you enough characters to have fun in the game without spending a dime. I, I don't know if you saw this, Mike, but you the tower that John's most excited about is coming up in Division 2. Um, it's going to have a, a literal skyscraper you go up, and it's going to be waves of horde-type mobs. That does and sound interesting. That's, that's in, like, John's excited because, if you don't know this, he is John Rambo in that game. Just saying. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. plus, it, if you... If you just listen to the description, right, it literally sounds like they just made Die Hard a horde mode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, so if you haven't seen that, check it out. If you like, because if that's like a dungeon inside of um, Genshin, you may be excited about that because, you know, it is what I personally, I got a, a friend of the show, Adam. Uh, sometimes I'll call him Cam. He loves when we play Gears of War. He loves playing the horde mode, just wave after yeah, wave, wave. For him, it's all about the planning. Um <laughs> So in that particular dungeon, is there more than one style of that dungeon in the game, or is that just one-off? It's a one-off. You go in there and you click this thing, and then it gives you an objective. Three minutes to defeat 20 creatures. Yeah. But you're Um, not putting up any kind of defenses or anything, right? No. It's not like that kind of horde. It's very elemental-based. So if if, if a bunch of water creatures drop out of the sky, you obviously want to use your thunder character. But the trick is you can't change while you're in there. Uh, like, so you uh, kind of party set up. You have to select what you're going to try to progress through this tower with. And if you gotcha. can't do it, you start over and select four new characters. So okay. it's kind of like trying to put together your dream team is what yes. you're working towards. It's definitely uh, strategic on what you pick as far as elements concerned. I got yeah. you. So, so that's one type of dungeon. Does it have a pretty good selection of other types of dungeon? Do any feel... If you've already, have, I'm, I'm sorry, but do they feel classic dungeon like? No, it's not like dungeon like you like from the aspect of WoW. 
it's more or less these are these open world creatures that that are the bosses of the map. I've noticed mm-hmm. there's like ten on my map right now, and I've only mm-hmm. defeated like five of them. And I think you saw it la- the other night when I was fighting that one dungeon. It's not something you have to go through all these different things to get to this creature. I mean, you just walk up to where it is on the map, and he appears. It's almost uh, like a world boss. Yes. What cool about exactly that? What like. What was cool about that creature is you immediately, and Final Fantasy fans, you'll like this. He immediately said, oh my God, this looks like Fenrir. And I was like, show me then. And he did, and it did, which was pretty cool. Uh, lawsuit pending from Square Enix against <laughs> Fortnite did not get sued by PUBG. That's true. This That's game true. has nothing to worry about. And by the way, Chris, uh, max level is 90. About okay. That's so. cool. Now, I, my big question here is, you know, I know you as a guy that for the most part, the last couple of years, you get your one game and you lock in. So, you know, for the longest time, it was Final Fantasy 14. Uh, then for a little while with me for about a year, it was Madden, right? We went through that phase. Um, and then now Black uh, you had Black Desert and then Black you had about a four or five month span on Rust. Uh, and, yeah. and now... I wonder how long do you think, do you think this is the next one? Like if I, if I hit you up in October of 2021, is it going to likely be unless like God of War is out that you're playing, uh, that you're primarily just playing this game? Does it feel like no, that to you? Because no? I can tell you a month from now, I'm kind of excited about the Call of Duty zombies. Zombies. Uh, the new Black yeah. Ops. Yeah, I think out. we were, I think we were talking about you last week about that. Yeah. So, and speaking of horde modes, you know, that's what I like. And they actually, and you know, Cold War actually has a storyline. So I'm excited about that. So I'll play that till it's done and I'll play the zombies and multiplayer recreationally. But this seems like a game I'd keep coming back to and trying to progress further with the new stuff, just like an MMO. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what this feels like. It's an MMO. Just, MMO, it's just, MMO. just don't have to deal with other people for once. Well, <laughs> Not exactly. There is a co-op option. Okay. And I've joined somebody's game on co-op and somebody has joined mine. But the problem was, is if you don't know them, you're not really communicating on what you're wanting to do. So I wanted to go fight this creature I was having a problem with and he didn't follow me and he just left. So say if y'all four were playing, it would be perfect for us to co-op and play together. What's the max? Four? Four. So us for you, we could, yeah. And you, you've actually tried to recruit me on that. The first night I downloaded the game, I was very late and I take a certain medicine or took a medicine and I fell asleep. Um, and I haven't, I haven't, I mean, I was, I was out and Mike, this is great, but I'm, I'm about, this is it. And, uh, just the aesthetic of the game guys. I don't know if you guys really touched on that. Yeah. When I was away. Just the game is, there's something about it that I don't know if it's the free to play model, I don't know if it's the aesthetic and the reminder of, you know, the world of Breath of the Wild. If it's the the fighting, I don't know what it is, but everything I see about it, people are just in love with this game. I feel like Mike and I have always been the polar opposites, like where I always felt Mike gravitates more to the Eastern art style yeah, we uh, go to- of RPGs. And I am I am the classic, you know you know, Baldur's Gate, Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age, Western, you know, uh, you know, we have dwarves here <laughs> type uh, RPG and stuff like that. 
So I'm always excited for you when you're able to find one, because sometimes it can be a very rare thing these days, right? Unless you're really paying attention to Japan stuff and are willing to play games in uh, Japanese until they get a Western port. Right. I think it's an amazing game, um, even with the paywall behind it. But there are some negatives, um, if y'all would like me to point out a couple of them. Yeah. All the mobs, there's not a major selection of creatures to fight. So, like, you have these little blob things. The only difference between the blobs are the element and the size Uh of them. And then they increase in level as your world rank increases. So there's not, like, a million different creatures you fight. but variety. Yeah, hearing myself say that when I'm constantly killing zombies and black ops makes me sound like I'm nitpicking, nitpicking, yeah. But other than that, the puzzles have been great. Um, Uncovering different things on the map when you unlock certain things has been great. The fights Hmm. of the big bosses have been, they're not easy. They're going to make it harder, so you want to buy more characters. Is it action-based combat, or is it like JRPG? Yes, it's action. No, it's action combat. All right. You have to dodge, swing, kind of like Zelda. I mean, it's like Link out there fighting. Do uh, do the weapons break? Because I hate that. No. <laughs> okay. I'm with you on that, Sean. So the, the Smasher Smord, the Smasher Smord, when I get it in this game, will not break, and I won't spit <laughs> up your carrot. No, it will not break. And another good thing about this game is I have not had any issues with um, inventory space. Oh, very nice. Let me ask you this. There are a lot of characters. I'm on the uh, jensen.mihoyo.com website, which is the home hub for the game. And you can, you can go look at the characters, right? Who is your right. favorite character that you've played with hmm. and why? If, if you can if you can kind of think of There's Jean, ah. Amber, Lisa. Do you, know who, do you know their names or you just play with them? Actually, let, me, the game? let me pull up. In my party right now, let me pull up my party. I'll tell you right now, Mona looks to be like my favorite character. She looks like a classic. Moana? I'm using the default person, Emma. I named her Emma, but it's the default character. And she's my strongest because when I went into this, I didn't realize there would be stronger characters. You know how in some games when you have a party, yeah. you have your main character and you never get to switch that one, but you can switch the other three. That's not the case in this, and I didn't realize it when I first started, but she's super strong because I've upgraded all her stuff. I've upgraded her artifacts, her weapons. So she's my favorite because she's the strongest. Yeah. Mm. But the other three characters that I use is a girl named Barbara, and she's a healer. You kept her as Barbara? Oh, there's Barbara. Yeah, she's a blonde. Yeah, she was a game changer because I would lose my life, and you would run out of food to heal yourself. Well, she's coming clutch a few times to heal the party. <laughs> but you have to switch to her, heal, and switch back. I got so you. it's constant switching. You're not all four out there fighting at the same time. You, it's whoever you got chosen at that point. Now, I also use Kwee It's a little <laughs> short. Looks like a Lollafell, Sean. That's funny. Shout out to Final Fantasy. Yeah, uh, Kwee And he <laughs> is a very strong ice character. And he... he creates this orb and it swings around them freezing stuff that comes in contact with them what's his name again quee quee don't add an f so, so the party of barbara and quee and emma and then the final one that i enjoy using a lot is fischl i wouldn't mm. say she's one of my favorites but she's a she's a, a bow and arrow electricity person that's cool i like, I like is that, is that her occupation <laughs> 
Yeah. And you're going to understand this, Sean, when I tell you one of her things is she can bring out a bat to fight oh. with you. Very cool. Nice. So it's like summoning a creature, which you know how I feel about that. So. Yeah. 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 That was when you, when you recently dabbled in wow, you were a hunter and you love to be able to bring the crows out as mm-hmm. one of your beast yes. That was very cool. So those are my four favorites. So you, do you even know who Mona is? Have you seen her? You don't care about her? Have you seen her? Like, see. On paper right now, I need Mona in my life. She, she dons all purple, got some black and red trim. Uh, she's got dark hair. Um, I she do not have Mona. She's legit. She I'll tell you this. She's often strapped for cash, and she lives a life of thrift. Looking at the wiki, she's apparently the worst character in the game. <laughs> Way to pick them, Sean. But she looks so adorable and cool at the same time. So, so out of the four that I named, I've got Noel. If you see her picture, I've got Kaya, which is a character that you get default just for playing. Yeah. Uh, I got Lisa, which is also another default just from playing. She looks very uh, nice, too. And Amber, who's uh, a default for playing. I don't even use those three. Then Amber I got... Goggles. Yeah. Ziangling. Shangling. I don't know how to pronounce that. I think you did great. But she's a polearm character. She's nice because she's fire. Then I've got mm. Nig Wang, who is a uh, rock elemental. That's cool. And then I got Chongwen, Chongryun, and he's a nice person. None of them. I don't see any of those on the characters list. <laughs> Did you get that from a bootleg loot box? <laughs> I, must, I, I hit that paywall, dude. They don't even show no, what no. I got. Find <laughs> <laughs> the paywall, dog. That's legit. That's the that's the black market of characters. Uh, by the way, I didn't know to any wild players out there. I gotta I gotta disclose something to you. I didn't know that. There was a black market for for characters, mounts, all kind of things until very recently. Yeah, hate mail can come in to me for being a so-called WoW player. Terrible. But Mike, um, fantastic coverage, I believe. Do you guys, Chris, John, do you agree? For sure. This was uh, more in line with a uh, Baker Mayfield type performance. Like, I don't think you are quite... <laughs> the level of say uh, Patrick Mahomes yet or, or some or people are going to really hurt your GM for the fact that they did not take Patrick Mahomes, but you beat the Cowboys this week. And that's all that oh, matters. Redskins fan would bring up the Cowboys loss, uh, sir. We are the Washington football team. That's true. Washington football. Sorry. Forgot that you guys cannot be called the Redskins anymore. Uh, well, Ron Rivera. Hopefully in the future when they release expansions or add-ons and y'all want to revisit this, obviously. Oh, man. If y'all want yeah. To hey, fun fact before, uh, if you remember, um, we also, um, we, we rate our games by what we call Richards and it's on a one to 10 scale, you know, one being the smallest of Richards. I mean, gaming score and then a 10 being a massive great game. Um, I need to let everyone know that in high school, you did hit a home run. That's uh, it needs to be said that in high school, you did hit a home run. It was amazing. It was a local school versus a local school, and you smashed it. It's out there now forever. You're welcome. Right. It's still in the sky, dude. My dude, dad talks it, about it all the time. I don't think it landed yet, dude. That's fantastic. Hey, I just had my first kid. That's cool. Did you know my son hit a home run in high school this one time? <laughs> so funny. Yeah, 20 well, Mike, years ago. If you'd be so kind to tell us you're Richard, we will uh 
we'll end this and and head on to the news segment, which you know is always my favorite part of the show. I had already anticipated this question before the show started, and I want to say something before I give that. All right. I'm still waiting on John to play with me. Mm. He downloaded it the same night I did, and he said we might could play some co-op, but I haven't heard from him since, so I'm gonna you leave got that. John there. on that. Yeah. Um, hey, why don't we uh, why don't we uh, cut off this show and get into it? Let's go. There you go. All right, my Richard scale is what I was thinking about earlier. Is I think an eight point five. Oh, oh, nice, nice. That's a solid Richard. Yeah. Yes, a high eight, low nine, but I'll I'll go eight and a half because of the nitpicks. But it's a great game. Great game. In the paywall. Awesome. In, in the paywall. So I take off the point for that. But hey, it is what Good it is. Deal. Well, well done, sir. Well done. Yeah. I like it. I um, I'll be honest with you. This is a game that you can play. You know, at any point in time, it's not one of those you need to rush through. It's going to be there. And I will do my best to recruit John to play with us and maybe even Chris. Um, it's, uh, it's one question. Game, so. Yeah. One question for you, uh, Mike. Did you by chance dabble on mobile? Did you try it out? I didn't get past the cutscene when I realized I couldn't bring my five day account into my phone. That's right. So uh, okay. Isn't I hope they allow that. Isn't it so to get it right? If you play on PC and mobile, I'm not sure if it's also Switch, you can link all those together. But if you're going to buy this game on PS4, and I'm guessing it's probably going to come to PS5, then, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, if you're going to download it, that uh, you cannot cross play right now, right? There As no of right now, it's they call it cross save, so yeah, you can't cross save yeah, or you cross save, save. yeah. Um, so I'm hoping they fix that because like I said, I, I do, I have, I played it a little, but I'm almost exactly the same game, John, to answer your question. Very nice. Nothing different. Cool. Very nice. Huh? Sweet. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's give the people some news guys. Okay. Hold on. Say something like curse words or no, just so that I can fill this emptiness until all right well i'll go emptiness and you're getting ready for the news now did you see did y'all see that sugar that my wife gave me i did yeah i did now everyone be quiet because of the topic sending hot off the press and straight to your ears weekly games chat presents the news news and we're back. And of course, it comes back now. <laughs> we're in here on news, and we went ahead and started it. But yeah. I need to disclose: Chris and John both agree that we could, right, boys? It's fine. <laughs> I can do this. Sure. Yes. Uh, Mike apparently didn't get the memo on getting back quick from breaks. So, but it's fine. <laughs> He's here. He's going to ride along. Um, I do know in about an hour, if we're not done, he may already have to get out of here. Yeah. We're anticipating that. It may That's have a. Changed. Luckily, okay. Robin's home, so there she's taking the girls. So I'm into the oh, end. Oh, sweet. He's in. He's into the end, just like I don't need to say that. All right, uh, Chris. Uh, by default, um, we have some news on Phil Spencer or something Phil Spencer said. I think uh, you got to lead this off like Ricky Henderson. Let's do it. <laughs> Phil Spencer on 8K, head of Xbox. Phil Spencer has indicated that he isn't sure if 8K resolution will ever be a standard for video games, calling it aspirational technology. Quote, the display capabilities of devices are not really there yet. I think we're years away from AK being, if ever it is, standard in video games. In 2018, it was only estimated that only 31% of the U.S. population 
owned a UHD TV, so that's 4K. Among PC gamers, less than 2% own 4K monitors. I would say right now the standard seems to be 1440p. Which is uh, the 2K. right there, but Which I'm, I'm guessing enough. I'm guessing the 3080 is probably about to change that. You know, and the 3070 will probably change that for PC, where 4K monitors over the next couple of years will start to become the norm. But yeah, like right now, if you're looking at AK, this would be looking at people who have a 4K TV back in say 2011. You know, would have been about the time period where you're talking. I mean, you're talking a starting price of over $4,000 and that is being generous. I think more than likely you're going five or $6,000 right now. And yeah, while they are beautiful, I've seen them in person. Um, the idea of them getting to there, you know, like where they are cost efficient is probably, I would say at least six or seven years off and more than likely I know like there was this part earlier in this year and I found a comedic when they were saying and like this, these devices are 8k ready. I'm like, not one of these game consoles is going to be able to render a game in 8k at like more than 20 frames per second right now with what they've got in there. Right? Like the 3090 is the card that can uh, target that. So you're at least a generation, if not two and who knows where we will be at that point. Right? Like where, we could be finally into a streaming environment and people just say, you know, 4k is playing fine. We're well, cool what's it, what the TV you just got, what kind of TV yeah. was it? Uh, it is a OLED TV. Yeah. OLED. It's a 4k OLED TV and it's beautiful. Yes, it is. We're not talking about like, you're going to look back on a 4k TV kind of how, like if you got a 4k, some, a monitor display mm -hmm. and then right next to it, you got a 1080p. I don't think that's going to be that big of a difference. I could be completely wrong. No. But uh, yeah, I think it's a long way off, and I'm glad Phil said that, so I don't feel pressured to go buy an 8K TV. Plus, there's also just the fact, like, I don't think you could even see a difference that would be negligible unless you're going out there and people are buying, like, 80-inch-plus screens for their household. And the Which vast majority of people, they're just not going to be able to do that. That's most what of us now? Saying. A lot of us now, and I got to say, Mike was the trend starter for me. Uh, he started gaming on a, uh, like a PC monitor and started enjoying it better than a big TV. Yeah. That's nice. John has recently switched to, to a monitor gaming and likes it. Um, I don't know if you still game on a big TV, John. I've got a big TV behind me, and I don't even hardly play on my PlayStation there anymore. I want to hook it up to my 2K monitor because it's just, I like the compressedness. And, and it's, uh, there's something about sitting close to a monitor that you almost feel like your head's into it. I'm going to say a lot like Dumbledore when he's going in for a memory, you know? That's what I'm saying, dude. I like sticking my head into things. Yeah. Yeah, it's more immersive when you can be right in the screen. To True. me. Yeah. And I got True. tired of dying on Call of Duty for my slow response time. <laughs> that's that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, People want that 144, and I'm sure probably in five years, everyone will be clamoring for 270 on everything. Yeah, I don't know why you need that, but it's there for you if you want it. Listen, Chris, uh, you may not know why you need that, but they gave news on the Series X and why people might need that. Yeah, they did, because apparently there will be next-gen collections for Wolfenstein, Dishonored, and Prey games uh, that could be coming to the Series X and S according to an ESRB rating. 
You can find the ER, uh, ESRB page dedicated for both Dishonored and Prey, the Arcane Collection, as well as the Wolfenstein. Uh, Sean, Wolfenstein. No! Thank you. Uh, Alt History Collection. For now, Xbox Series uh, is the only platform listed for both of these ratings, suggesting exclusivity following the announcement of Microsoft acquiring Blizzard. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> Blizzard. When that just Sean would fall over, he'd be like, duh. Um, but, <laughs> uh, Bethesda. I almost wonder if, like, you know, because, like, right now there's a couple of things from that just by default were already on there with Bethesda and they just added Doom Eternal. I almost wonder if like November 10th, you're going to see every other <laughs> uh, remaining Bethesda game all of a sudden just happen to be on Games Pass that day, right? For Series X optimized and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think I, I need to call out something real quick. I think Punkhead, I know it's Punkhead. I'm seeing him do it. He's yeah. typing messages in our email section on our Discord channel. Ooh. And I think our new guest, he doesn't know better, still has his noise on to hear the, the things come through. Um, so thanks a lot, Punkhead. You're the best. He says, Amani asked, did we record yet? I think Amani wanted to get some information into us. Punkhead said, mm-hmm. they are. He, he then he screenshotted all of our green. Um, and he says, and that they're all around the news now. He's perfect. We are exactly at the news. Um, might be John. And he says, uh, calling us losers for not emailing them. That is also going to be right if I don't have any emails. Hilarious. Love you guys to death. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll touch base back on that. But yeah, so guys, if you hear that beep noise, it could be John. He's a noob at technology, even though he's got one of the best computers ever. Or Mike, who uh, he just, he just you know, he doesn't know better. and We don't expect him to know better. I we'll invite uh, all the sounds, by the way. Good, good. So yeah. you don't hear we'll uh, we'll invite Brad next week so he can do the same thing <laughs> since he now has like a five thousand dollar PC. Hilarious, beautiful too, wasn't it? It really yeah. is. I don't know I'm if you'll ever hear this, but it, it's a very clean look. Yeah. Um, it wasn't free, unlike the update to Minecraft Dungeons that John. Hey, pivot. And here we go. I turned off my notifications. By the way, that was me. Uh, Minecraft will be getting a free update. Uh, Sean, Chris, we need to get back to this game. I love uh, it. It's crossplay in November 2020. The Howling Peaks DLC season pass and the Apocalypse Cl- uh, Plus difficulty will be added in December. Crossplay was revealed at Minecraft Live 2020 and will allow the Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC versions to all play together. It is currently not supported at this time. The Howling Peaks DLC will feature a new boss. The Tempest Golem. Um, <clears throat> Apocalypse Plus will add 20 new difficulties and, quote, increases the character's power ceiling and adds new enchantments and items. I, I, uh, I don't like that they didn't mention new consoles. I'm sure it will be there day yeah, one. But, but they didn't say it. I'll play it with you. It's, it's a, right. that's a game. We'll I wanted to play it before, but yeah, I felt like y'all weren't crazy about it. Dude, me and John, Chris loved it. I uh, and I, we streamed it together and one of our uh, listeners slash uh, friends of the show, I guess you could call, well, he's an OG of the show. He supports us a lot. Justice Platt, who you mm. called Justin Platt the other day, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on the, uh, the updates to Minecraft Dungeons or was that about it? Did we cover you know, it? The big thing I was thinking of, like, looking at this, I'm wondering with Diablo 4 if this is going to be the uh, 
the style, right? Like where before they would just kind of do a big rollout, right? I almost wonder if it's going to start to be like this, where it's like, okay, here's a new season and it's adding this many levels to keep you going, right? And this new boss and dungeon and all that and just put like four of those out a year and have a team consistently working on that, right? And then Diablo 4 holds people over for at least a decade as they just keep pumping out new content. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with pumping out. Right. I pump all the time. Exactly. I'm sure uh, right now. The, <laughs> the news did not stop on Minecraft from IGN. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has announced that Minecraft's DLC fighters, including Steve, Alex, Zombie, and Enderman, Ooh. will be available in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on October 13th of this year. So that will be six days away after you hear this recording. For those who own the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighters Pass Volume 2, uh, I think you get it for free. Is that what that meant? And then it will also be available for $5.99 for those who don't. So that's obviously what that meant. I yeah. did see the announcement, which was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree? Did any of you see the announcement when they showed these guys? I did not see the announcement uh, as far as the video, but uh, just the idea of someone... <laughs> running around as Enderman and like just working Mario is, is quite an interesting concept to think of. And that's what the video did. Mario was fighting. I can't remember who, but he got knocked into a Minecraft mine. Nice. And it was dark and he's sitting there and then behind him, eyeballs lit up. (laughs) And then he came through the doorway was, I believe Steve with his sword doing the Minecraft thing. And then they showed him fighting and there's a Minecraft level. I think it's, I mean, if you, this game, Again, it's it feels like we're uh, you know being overly nice to Mike, but Mike was the first person many years ago, many years ago, that told me about this game that he had found called Minecraft. I uh, bought Minecraft for literally two dollars when it was just a Java game. Yes, and that's I think that's about when Mike got it, and he goes, "Dude, yeah. this game is blowing up," and mm-hmm. to this day, think about it. Now these characters are going into Super Smash Brothers. Crazy. Crazy. Um, I, I don't think that when the game came out, the developers ha- had high hopes for Minecraft. Maybe they did. But uh developer, yeah. wasn't it? Like but, one guy was just did it at home. Yeah. 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 I think so. But uh and then he got paid two billion dollars by Microsoft <laughs> and retired. <laughs> but uh I will say that Sony has high hopes despite the uh despite the fact that John did not get a pre order successfully done. Uh, Wait, did what? We, did we ban everybody off Discord who got pre-orders? We tried to, yeah. And uh, Platt and somebody else loves to rub it in that they got pre-orders of certain systems. <laughs> did Platt get one? I think he got an Xbox. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan has said that he believes more PlayStation 5 consoles will be sold than PS4s in its first year fiscally. The PS4 launch from November 2013 to April 2014, the company sold 7 million units. The company must be ramping. I almost said something different. The company must be <laughs> ramping up production to meet demand if this number is to be exceeded. This sends a signal that despite rumors, the supply chain has not been uh, disrupted to the extent previously feared. I'm I sure that- don't think they're going to do this. I think uh, I think the Xbox is going to cut into that title uh, that total amount, um, mm-hmm. and I, I just don't think I don't think they're going to reach that. I don't think they're going to fail. You know, mm-hmm. I think four to five million is probably more 
in line, but I don't expect it to hit this hit this number at all. Well, I sucks, definitely think they're going to ram up production. I think that's where I agree. Going. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Maybe I don't like that. We don't know how many pre-orders were scooped up, how many were available. They don't disclose those numbers right away. They may release a statement like this because they had a, an astronomical amount of pre-orders that were you know bought. And they have information that shows how many Xbox pre-orders that, that were they were up against. Who knows? I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember. I believe both consoles sold three million by the end of Christmas. So I would imagine it will be very similar for that. The question will be, yeah, um, just how much supply chain is there for both of these consoles? Like it very well is might feel much more in the last generation, at least at the beginning, where whatever console is actually there when you walk in the store is the one you're willing to buy at that moment. Yeah. I I don't think that was the case last time. Like I think you had the Xbox people came out and there were those that just really wanted to play Titanfall because it was the big kind of promoted up uh, exclusive launch game in the launch window. Right. Um, But after that passed, it just, you know, by the time we were getting to March, it, it already felt like Sony was taking a commanding lead and Xbox yeah. was just trying to keep up. I don't know how or why, but and even though I have a gaming computer now, I want an Xbox more than I want a PS5. Mm-hmm. I feel that John wants a PS5 way more than an Xbox. I could be wrong. It's not, just, a, matter of, it's not a matter of want. It's just I can play everything on PC. Yeah, that's true. And Chris, you're going to 3080. I would like one, but it sounds like I won't be getting one at least until like know, the middle of next year. I know my friend Mike uh, is not worried about an Xbox. He is going to be centered on whenever and however he can get a PS5. Am I right on that, Mike? That is correct. PS5 and Switch, just like the last go around. I yep. have, though, this past weekend, I have seen a 3080 in action now. So Where? Friend of the show, Jeff. Oh, yeah. I, he got one and uh, he fired up control. Gotta say, he had everything Max sayings, and it's really nice to watch a control run at like 89 frames per second like it was nothing. Holy so God. it is quite pretty, quite a pretty game. Uh, I like, I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and read the next title. Um, I, and it's got an exclamation point. So you know how you gotta do these things. You, right? you know how this is said, right? No, you, you know don't. what the quote is from. No, you go ahead and do it then. Oh, there you are, Peter. I would not have said it like that. So, uh, (laughs) Insomniac has issued a statement regarding the decision to recast the face model for Peter Parker. Quote, we love working with John Bubniak on the original game. However, to get a better match to Peter Parker slash Spider-Man actor Yuri Lowenthal's facial capture, we've cast Ben Jordan to be the face model for Peter Parker on the PS5 console. Other features coming to the new version of the game are new performance mode that targets 60 frames per second on PS5, near instant loading with the option to turn on the funny fast travel animations if desired. Uh, how do you say this word? Spatial? Spatial? Spatial. Spatial. Yeah. 3D audio and haptic feedback on the DualSense controller. Also, the new Spidey suit available. Uh, will be the suit worn by Andrew Garfield in the Amazing Spider-Man series. That was a good suit. Hmm. I'm excited. I, I don't have, know. I've never seen anything like this before. Have you guys? Can, does anything come to mind where they have completely redone the facial animations for a character? Not just up-res, I mean, made, it, made it better in a, in a remaster, but 
this is completely bizarre. It, look, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not somebody that's going to su- send death threats to Insomniac, but to me, and it could just be a matter of getting used to it. The old PS4 version of Peter Parker tended to reflect the comic book version of him mm-hmm. more than this. It almost looks like they were trying to go with uh, what's the kid's name that's currently Spider-Man. Tom Holland. Yeah, there, it looks like they were trying to match his facial features, um, in some way. I could, I you know, part of me just wonders like why it mattered. It, if like to me, it, it sounds more like there was an issue, right? Like where you're bringing this game to PS5, and a lot of times contracts for games they are specifically for you know a console, right? Like Spider Man on PS4, and maybe it was one of those things where the uh, when trying to renegotiate a standard contract, right, with this facial uh, capture actor, he said, I would like a bigger cut because then maybe he didn't realize at the time how much bigger the game was going to be, right? So he was like, I should maybe get a little bit more. And Sony said, we can replace you. And and that's the way it went, right? But yeah, like, I'm with you, John. I don't think I've ever seen it just suddenly happen in a game. Like, usually it's like you go from one game to the next, like in the iteration and somewhere a voice actor gets replaced or, you know, like for instance, like uh, of course with uh, I know you love the Batman games and eventually Kevin uh, Conley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Said I'm done after he did the Arkham trilogy. And then for origins, it was someone else who did the voice. Um, So like I've, I've heard of that. That's, that's not uncommon, but yeah, just deciding you're going to do a remaster of a game that literally, came out like two years ago and just change a, a, a character's a, appearance. That would be like, you know, if they remastered uh last of us part two right now, and they decided to just change Abby again, for some reason, it would just be like, wait, but you, you just put that out. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Fun fact, who played the Joker in origins? Uh, I do not know. Troy I Baker. Know. Oh, that's, I should have known that. Did a fantastic job too. I might add. He's good. That's uh, just your opinion and your opinion only. You know what I'm saying? Uh, John, I kid with you. You make such an important impact on this show. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of impact. You tell us how Genshin made an impact, John. Well, Genshin Impact has more than 17 million downloads on mobile devices. That's crazy. Over the, first, uh, over the first four days of its release. According to analyst estimates, the game has grossed $50 million uh, since launch. This milestone was reported on October 4th. The game is already a top grossing mobile game currently sitting at number one on the iPhone app store. Nico partners has indicated that quote, the game had more than 20 million pre-registrations and we love a good pre-registration. I don't Uh, know. They're they're dangerous. (laughs) Prior to launch of which more than 5 million from what were from outside China. This is a huge achievement, not just for the Chinese developed game, but for a new original IP too. Indeed. And I got to tell you, I, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that while, you know, Mike was talking about this and I'm, you know, I'm playing it on PC, he's been playing on a PC, that this is, pri- <laughs> this is primarily a mobile game. This is intended for mobile audiences. Um, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It, I mean, well, it's I, China, right? Yeah. Chinese. Well, I mean, Chinese, China. they don't, they do not play on uh on console really right like both xbox and sony have been struggling to break their markets in there on that and nintendo i think too is 
place looking to it. They they are a mobile gaming uh ecosystem over there. So yes. and they're huge. huge. Yes. China. Fun fact of that fifty million, twenty million came from Mike. Um Mike said China. He said, Listen. China. <laughs> uh, this game comes from China. 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 <laughs> Lord. China. Chris. The virus. <laughs> um I have I've gotten gold, Sean. You've got this is big, big, big news. And I mean, you're gonna get credit for the most hype on this game, but I'm telling you, I have snuck on the caboose of the hype train and mm-hmm. I'm working my way up to the front. So the map tell, leaked this week too, and I was like, ooh. Ooh. Tell us some good There's news. a place called Haywood in there. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, right. <laughs> CG Project Red has announced that Cyberpunk 2077 has officially gone gold in anticipation of its November 19 release, thus confirming that starting November 18th through November 30th, Chris will be doing one thing and one thing only. I knew there was a good reason why I saved up all my PTO this year. Uh, Of course, this doesn't mean the game is finished as the game is currently still in development regarding paid expansions, free DLC, multiplayer modes, not to mention further bug fixes for the release version of the game in the form of a day one patch. Moreover, we love a good patch. Uh, Yep. Additionally, uh, there was talk of crunch as studio head Adam Badowski responded to a Bloomberg report about mandatory crunch at the studio saying the move was quote, one of the hardest decisions I've had to make, but nothing that 2077's developers will be uh, well compensated for every extra hour they put in. Um, this comes after the studio released an announcement to their employees implementing a mandatory six day work week in the days leading up to the November release date in a previous interview with Kotaku in 2019, the company committed to not succumbing to crunch culture. Uh, after the Bloomberg report, Badowski issued a statement saying these last six weeks are our final sprint on a project. We spent much of our lives on something we care deeply for. Majority of the team understands that push CD project red 10% of the annual profit of the company generates in 2020 will be split directly among the team. So that's nice. Um, yeah. Uh, gold. That was like the nicest thing to wake up to. I think it was yesterday. I woke up and was checking Twitter and I saw that lovely image of, uh, Johnny Silverhand, AKA Keanu Reeves. And I was like, uh Oh, this could be good or bad. You just never know when you see, uh, a yellow message with Keanu Reeves on it, you know, and luckily it was to announce they had gone gold. Yeah. Uh, I know they say it's not done and all that, but this is, I mean, yeah, it's shipping. That's what matters, yeah. right? This, this is what you, now, unless day one, there's an update. This is good news. Yeah. It's exciting because think about how long ago we, we, we couldn't wait you know, for this game to come out. People couldn't, the hype when Keanu Reeves was on stage. And now other Chris was literally talking about this game on the second episode of weekly game chat. Well, you no longer can access because you deleted all of those episodes, but, uh, (laughs) that's probably for the better. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I plan to get the game. I plan to, I'm I'm not going to play it as fast as you. Uh, but I do plan to get pretty deep up in that mug. Ooh, and uh, yeah, I imagine this will be a hundred hours in my life at least. Well, they well maybe they remember we did report it's going to be shorter air quotes than their previous game, but this game will be a hundred <laughs> hours 
of my life. I'm going to play this game during Thanksgiving since Thanksgiving is, is going to be yeah. in quarantine. Uh, probably well, not. This, uh, this type of reporting tends to come out on all the games that Chris likes. Mm-hmm. It happened yeah. with Red Dead, the crunch thing with Red Dead. <laughs> it, it sucks here. Like, I understand why they got called out on it. Like, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, he's doing his reporting. But I'm like, you literally did say you weren't going to do this in a story, right? To the person who published the story. Before. And then now you, yeah, and now you do, you're doing it, right? That's I mean, before, I guess, he said it before a pandemic. Yeah. I mean, nobody, I mean, saw, I mean, nobody saw a pandemic coming. I just worry this is a story uh, that people don't care about as much as he, as this Bloomberg guy, <laughs> you know who he is, tends to think about. And look, you know, Colin tweeted something last week in response to this story. And the author of this story, Jason Schreier, has since blocked Colin Moriarty. Uh, not that not that we're into the Twitter wars, he said CD Projekt Red is forecast to net 500 million in profit for its fiscal year. It gives 10 percent of profits to its employees as bonuses. They employ roughly a thousand people. In that situation, the average bonus is fifty thousand dollars per person. Median per capita income in Poland is five thousand per year. It's very difficult to feel sorry for an additional day for six weeks when you're getting that type of income. I think, I mean, I, I think yeah, a lot of, it and worded it. Of course. A lot of what Schreier does is report some good stuff, but mm-hmm. I think in this case, he's barking up the wrong tree. There's no story here. It's just, I think, like I said, I think the big reason he reported it is that he was told something different. So, you know, it is, I would say on his part, it would be hypocritical if you just ignored it, right? Like if you just said, well, it's okay. They're paying people out. Therefore, it's okay that they broke their word because then, you know, if it happens, because eventually you're going to get the stories of like, say, if EA says, yeah, we don't, we're not going to do crunch. They're not doing that kind of bonus, right? And it would be this kind of, I don't know, to me, it would be hypocritical on his part. Like it's his job is to report the news. And this is, you know, as far as this, this is news when you have a, a thing where you say, you know, we're doing one thing and we're changing it. And I didn't see anything where they said, like, the reason they changed this was because of the pandemic. You know, the question is, could they have just said no crunch and then say the game comes out in February of next year? It very well might have just been this thing where CD Projekt Red's like, we have not released a game since May 2015. We need a game out to make profit right now, regardless of what we're going to pay our employees afterwards, right? So, like, I get it, you know, and, you know, a company's got to do what a company's got to do. I, I totally respect that. But I also respect the idea of a reporter saying, they said this before and now they're saying this. Well, yeah, the, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with you, Chris, but it's also yeah. important for a reporter to give you the context. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just think Bloomberg at some point is going to look at their contract with this guy and go, so is all you do crunch culture? Is that really what you're just, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we hired you to do mm-hmm. and you're just spending all your time with crunch culture. And apparently you've got a book that's coming out. Is that, come out that he, uh, he doesn't get a raise <laughs> ever. So <laughs> they should make him crunch on his stories. He can crunch on, oh, never mind. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, let's crunch on this, WoW fans. 
Shadowlands finally. has been, yeah, finally this week. Shadowlands has been delayed. This is perfect, Sean. Gives you time to play Cyberpunk. You, <laughs> maybe. Watch it come out on the same day. Uh, Blizzard has announced it is delaying the re- uh, release date for the next expansion of WoW, which is titled Shadowlands. The original release date was slated for October 27th, just a few weeks away, and no replacement date has been announced as of yet. According to the blog post, they made the difficult decision to delay Shadowlands 2, quote, later this year. According to executive producer John Height, Height, this was the, quote, right decision for the game and for our players. Over the past several months of testing, we've made significant uh, progress, Sean, Jesus, Uh, iterating on and polishing the core features and gameplay of Shadowlands. We're at a point where the zones, the campaign, the level up questing experience, and the story we have to tell are essentially ready to share. However, as everything started coming together and we've been listening to and building upon your feedback, it's becoming clear we need a little more time for additional polish and to balance and iterate on some interlocking pieces, particularly those related to the end game. So there's that. Right? Sean, have you been playing a lot more into in anticipation of the expansion? I had a push uh, where I did play a lot. Uh, friend of the show, Josh carries me a lot and he has not been playing with me. Son of a, especially because right now in, in leading up to the pre-patch and we love a good pre-patch yeah. uh, until the release of the game, they've had a, a buff, a world buff where you get a hundred percent XP mm-hmm. so that applies to like you getting reputation for these factions that unlock things like flying in certain zones that you're ultimately going to want to have everything kind of done and ready to go as you go into a new expansion. And uh, so, yeah, I, I did play a little, I haven't played a lot of anything really in the last couple of weeks. Uh, not sure why, to be honest with you. I've been kind of busy. That's no <laughs> excuse. I'm a gamer. I do a gaming podcast with you guys every Tuesday, releases every Wednesday. I should play more games. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. Uh, on their website, they do go on to say that they believe Shadowlands will be something special. Uh, and they've heard a lot you know, from the players. A lot of players really thought the expansion is going to be great. They still do, but there were some core mechanics they were very concerned about. Yeah. Um, so if that's the kind of stuff they're fixing, hey, you know, people will be happy. It is what it is. You know Blizzard would rather take their time and get the release, you know, because you have a beta server, right? So you can consistently try out these ideas and make sure they're working well and then make sure that when the release happens, you know, I, I do think WoW is at a point in its life cycle where it can't really afford to have a major screw up, right? Like where people are just ticked off the way they were maybe, um, I, I know the garrison thing that wasn't something that was beloved uh when that rolled out right versus how pandaria was yeah um so i would i think it's much more in the interest of blizzard to say let's slow down and uh (laughs) slow down slow down and take it one you know one piece at a time and make sure that when we say it's ready to go live we feel that the the masses at least are gonna love it yeah I just, oh, if they oh. just release that mobile game, everything will be fine. Shut your face. Just uh, release uh, Overwatch 2. That's all. That's coming. That's coming, Chris. Um, I want it. So I think that wraps up news. 
Um, are you sure? Are you ready to wrap it up? You don't sound. Um, you don't sound like you're I sure. Don't, I don't wrap up ever. Yeah, like that's... ever, dude. But cool. if you guys are ready to wrap up for safety, just to be safe. Electronic mail from the future. From the year 3000. <laughs> I used to love that skit. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna do a squirrel moment, but I am going to remind you that if you want to send in an email, like we have a few this week, thank you guys, you can do so by reaching us at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. The reason I'm going to squirrel is because over on our weekly games chat Discord, which you can also be a part of, um, there's a section titled emails. And... Uh, I got to give a shout out to overblown truth who says, Hey boys and girls, don't forget to send your emails, which Amani replied to and said, Holy frick. You reminded me. Did they record yet? Now this was about six thirty-eight Eastern time today. And we had started recording, uh, but overblown said no clue, but you're coming down to the wire. Uh, so Amani then asked us while we're recording, did we record yet? And if you heard my ramble earlier, Punkhead was very smart and, you know, said assume that they are. Um, which then Punkhead finally ended with for those that didn't email this week, y'all get the flaccid Richard Awards. <laughs> that is a quote by us, the hosts. Hey folks. Probably. Uh, <laughs> fun fact. If even if we've already started recording, you could still one, one, yeah. You can email us and as long as we have not gotten to the email section, you will be included that week. And two, if by chance you're late which is totally fine. You'll be guaranteed a shot next week. We've had times where a live email comes through as we're reading emails. It's it's crazy how that works, but you guys are awesome. You know, you know, we're, we're partly kidding about you not sending emails. I'm not, but John and Chris, maybe, but please Um, send them to weekly game chat, gmail.com. That's weekly game chat, gmail.com. Just like, uh, and John, I think you can handle this one, right? From Vince. Yes, I can. This email comes from Vince all the way from hey, somewhere. That's overblown truth. So Vince is the same person as overblown truth. That's awesome. Well, hey, fellas. Hey, Vince. I'm joining. I'm, I'm enjoying the spooky shows you have been having. Chris is a ghost. I get it. Ooh. I did not forget to write an email this week. I didn't want you to be disappointed, Sean. You're a rock star, Vince. So I'm a huge supporter of cross-progression cross and love being able to play games with my friends no matter what platform they're on. Fortnite and COD. Uh, Sean, that's Call of Duty. Son of a... We're always a good time, but now that Rogue Company has come out, that is now my new multiplayer shooter. Love the uh, CSGO and Gears feel. Did I say that right, CSGO? You did. Yes. Okay. Love the CSGO and Gears feel to it. It's free and a really good time. You guys and all the Richards should check it out and maybe even get some games going. Okay, thought is over now. It's time for the prayer. Thank you to our Lord and Savior's Qui-Gon Jinn and Ricky Bobby. Thanks for the shows and hope you guys have the best week ever because Cyberpunk 2077, Valhalla, and the new are right around the corner. 
Vin, they are. Lone Truth. P.S. Love you, John. Love you, Vent. Love you too, John. I mean, Vent. I mean, what happened? That's fantastic. That was a that was a fantastic email, sir. He he loves me. He does. As he should. Jason sent us an email. Why did I get this one? Because I've already <laughs> seen the PS. Oh Weekly games chat. Hope you're doing well. And I hope Sean is still on track with his recovery. Sean, are you on track? I am. There you go. Hopefully both arms are functioning efficiently, you know, just in case he needs to, you know, efficiently function himself. Anyway, indeed, I can confirm we're good. We're good to go. I think that's worth bringing up that Rocket League is now free to play. They've See, seen a Rocket massive, yeah. <laughs> they've seen a massive spike in their player base, and I think they could see an even bigger lift going into next gen. We love a big lift uh, for such an amazing game, incredible physics, and genius concept. The soundtrack to that game is on the brink of unlistenable to me. Still. It's been cool to jump in and play. What's funny is that is one of the, my most favorite things about the game is the soundtrack. Hilarious. I John. downloaded it, but I haven't played it. Oh, really? Mm. That's good. It's fun. Uh, a friend of the show, Josh, really loves playing that with his uh, friend, Kenny. So. Yeah. Shout out to Josh and Kenny. Right. John, what changed with Sekiro where you felt like the game clicked for you? And did you beat the optional boss? Because half off to you if you did... It'd be cool to get some online features for that game this month, even if they're coming an unusually long time after release. John, did you beat the optional boss? I did. I did beat the optional boss. Yeah. Uh, He was a pain in the rear. Right. (laughs) For sure. Uh, But what clicked for me is, um, you know, when I, when I first started playing the game, I played it with the old Xbox controller and the shoulder buttons just weren't clicking for me as far as speed and reaction time to Mm -hmm. block and attack appropriately but when i got the xbox um elite controller i was able to reprogram some buttons and make it uh, and it just it clicked better for me and plus so you're I, saying <laughs> you're saying phil spencer helped you beat that game phil spencer helped me beat the game that's and all plus, i need to hear and plus you know i i just had to when we first covered the game i just quickly had to move on um but i had some time to come back to it and um you know it might have been my game of the year in 2019. Maybe yes, 2019. So thanks for asking. Uh, last, I think everyone is pretty excited for Demon Souls. If you could go back and pick any game between t- 2009, which is when Demon Souls came out, uh, and now, what would be the or what game do you think is most deserving to be remastered for next gen? I would vote for Bloodborne, Fallout 3. And the Skate series, one through three, all together in 4K would be incredible. Uh, looking forward to another console generation of shows from U3 because we know Chris is back. And is, he? Uh, is he? I don't know if that's confirmed. Sean, <laughs> am I back? I don't know. Don't answer that. Uh, Jason, a.k.a. Big Griff. P.S. He's dreaming here when he says this because <laughs> it's going to end in the next two games. Heat and Seven. Thanks for that. Um, let's see. Uh, games most deserving since 2009 to be remastered. We've already remastered uh, Skyrim, so we might as well do that again. Um, but the big ones um, since 2009, obviously New Vegas would be really nice to see a remaster of that. Uh, the Mass Effect trilogy, even though the first one came out in 2007. Um, and then... Of course, 
the nicest thing in the world would be if they did a next gen version of Witcher and fixed the horsies. Aren't they supposed to? Probably. But I want I want recreated horsey physics. And I know that um Mass Effect trilogy is all but confirmed as far as yeah, yeah. I don't know, like my question is what kind of remaster, right? I think he's talking about though, like remake remaster, you know, the way Demon Souls is getting it, right? Or of course Resident Evil two and three. Exciting Bloodborne. I don't know. (sighs) Bloodborne would be pretty I mean, like just even if they did the Dark Souls trilogy and remade those from the same engine with Blue Point, that would be pretty tight. Well, um, and the song I don't with you, mm-hmm. Big Sean um bought a crib three stories and that a trilogy. <laughs> just saying. You're welcome, guys. Uh for my game, <laughs> y'all are like, what in the just happened? Um, my <laughs> game that I just want another version of, I don't care if it's remastered, remade, re relaunched, is a DJ hero game. I miss it. Ooh, God, yeah. So bad. Just come back with some hot fire tracks, you know? That'd be dope. And I know that's not in the vein of Dark Souls or Dragon Age Dogma Sword stuff. It Chris, traded in, Chris traded in a PS3 for DJ Hero. I did. Fun and then fun. you came home and saw me in a bed sheet. Wiki Wiki one two one. Wiki Wiki. <laughs> in that same vein, Sean, if I could get like a next generation realized version of Rock Band, like where it really could take it to a next level, you know, of immersion to it, maybe like a VR support. Oh. That would be pretty tight too. Dude. Dude. Right? I'm in. Uh we also have another email from Lucy. It's a bit long. I'm going to I'm going to admittedly skim through and edit some of it only because of I kind of need to do that. But thank you for writing in Lucy. Um it's as she says she starts off it's a bit long email but it's worth reading. I just have a question. Uh have you talked to MTV? No, they do suck, but somebody's got to do it. That's funny. Um, unless you want to go to NPR or KCRW, LOL. So she's hey, KCRW. I she's implying that we're good enough to be signed on somewhere, John. Like we're too good to just be just what we are. And but that, MTV doesn't cover. Do they cover? <laughs> I don't, I don't. Um, let's see. She doesn't watch uh, TV or Netflix, so she don't know what's with MTV other than they're constantly uh, the S word. Um, anyways, mm-hmm. we should talk to them unless we're just busy and doing our podcast for fun. We kind of are, but we also like that money. So who knows? Um, it would be fun to see us there talking games and music from video games uh, that should upscale the music in video games. Um, she hopes so because sincerely, most of it sucks. The only one she liked uh, as far as music, and it was not an original soundtrack, was from Asphalt 8. I don't think I ever played that game. Did any of you guys play Asphalt 8? Negative. She said, do we know about Grand Theft uh, Grand Thief Auto? <laughs> yes, it's on It's on the Nintendo Swatch that Mike just bought. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Um, uh, she thinks we're really cool. And she wanted, she basically says, how come we don't have more followers? I would like to know that same question. We promote ourselves quite frequently. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter, you know, which is like the social media platform. Anyway, my running uh, belief is that because we are all over the age of 35, we are well, just not. You would say that, but she then says, guys, you're like the voice and heart for gamers of a certain age. Who knows? She then says, why don't we try interviewing or inviting other people like Clay Matthews? And she gets, she has a heart emoji next to his name. 
Uh, she's heard that he's into some games, or at least he plays Call of Duty, which John reminded me was caught earlier. He's um, too busy right now because they fired his coach and general manager this week. This is true. Uh, she says the IGN podcast seemed a little bit too noisy and childish to me. John, mm. do you agree? Um, <laughs> she says, anyway, it's not her cup of tea. She can't believe we read her emails. We read our emails. Uh, this is proof that we read them. We do it. Um, she also can't believe that we've talked about the games that she likes uh, and the episodes are no longer available. True statement. Chris deleted them. Um, it's hilarious. He just pushed the delete button and they never came back. Um, That's true. She's not lucky. You're right. Um, you, you can search for them and you'll never um, find them. And at this point, they were around for a little bit. Um, but I called Google and we tightened that up. Uh, she mentioned that if we were able to, I think, go out and about that she would join us and play some video games, but she's not doing huge masses, conventions, or gatherings, um, which is pretty smart right now. Um, she said about the sniper, sh- she'll try it, um, but she only has her iPod and no space. So yeah, you got to get you a new laptop. I don't know if sniper elite is on laptop or not. So I have no idea. she said she's going to make her email short, but please have Chris to say topic. Can you put on that sounder and do it for her? She's been asking. Topic? Uh, like topic, ta, or however the topic. I don't know how you did it. She said say I topic. Used to, well, I, uh, this week it would have been the topic is. Jensen! <laughs> uh, she's glad you're not married, Chris. At least you're not married. Um, <laughs> that kind of hurts in some ways. <laughs> Holla, holla. Um, she says that, that she feels like um, it's. I think she means this as a compliment. At times, I feel like I'm listening to girls in a coffee shop while listening to you guys. I guess because the way we banter. Um, so if um, she says if we go to MTV, that should change because we'll become celebrities. Um, good call. Then she said some other stuff. Uh, let's see. She said, "All right, I gotta edit some of that stuff out because that just goes to another level." But she said she'll um. She'll leave our lives until her next session, which I do hope to hear from Lucy again. And then she ends it with Lucy and a kiss. Um, she says again, check out MTV. They don't play music videos anymore. Why do I, why would I go there? Oh, I don't my MTV. Uh, I used to want it, um, but she loves our podcast. She says it's good while studying gaming and exercise. Thank you, Lucy for the email and quit hollering at Chris. Just saying. Uh, last one is from Ethan. Hey, fellas, Ethan, but I will be joining your Discord under the name Killer Clowns or something similar to that once I figure out how to use my brand new computer. Grats on the new computer. GG's. Uh, I am new to the PC gaming space, but I, uh, I know I now have every platform and am excited to sp- uh, expand my horizons. Uh, but I have a question for you. The other day I was listening to your top three personal favorite games of this generation, and it got me thinking what is uh, one, if not a few games, you believe deserves more spotlight than it has received something that surprises you that it wasn't a mainstream game. Mine personally would be deep rock galactic. Oh, that's a good game. Uh, I love the art design, fast paced action, characteristic dwarves. Chris did point that out to me too. Uh, that make you chuckle at random. I believe the developers are very talented and I hope that somehow this game will get the spotlight it deserves. Uh, well, this is the world's number one podcast. So of course it now has a light shown directly on it. That's right. Yeah, if you have a, if you have three or four friends, um, that's dope. Right. Deep, Deep Rock Galactic is kind of like in the vein of Left 4 Dead of of just fun co op gameplay together. 
Uh, chaos. But um, anyway, I was, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, okay. I thought you were done. Uh, anyway, he says, I'm a newer listener and I hope to hear back from you guys because I think what you're doing is awesome. Hey, Sir, thank you. You're hearing back from us right now. You're awesome. If, if there was one I was going to highlight and I highlighted on the show, I, I gave it a 10 and I stand by that still to this day. And I know everyone right now is, is really fawning over Hades, which is one that I also was very, very high on and very well might be a 10 when I f- uh, play the finished product here very soon. Uh, Pyre, Super Giants previous game, I think is one of the most unique, interesting games I played this generation. Great voice acting all around, great story, and like probably one of those rare things where like Blitzball and Final Fantasy X, like you have this thing that kind of in some ways feels like an RPG, but you know, also feels like a sports game. And I just, I had a blast playing. It was like only about eight hours, but it was a great eight hours in my opinion. You guys kind I was thinking about it. I don't. Super Meat Boy. <laughs> okay. Like, it was amazing. No, it I, amazing. I, um, I don't know. That's a, that's actually a great question. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it. What, what you said as the official answer of this week's show. That's cool. it. John, you got one? Uh, for me, I think, uh, I, I wish Arcane got a lot more recognition by the gaming community than it, than it I, does. Yeah, it, Dishonored 2 is one of my all-time favorite games of this generation by far. The level design in that game is second to none, uh, particularly in a couple of levels. Everyone uh, should play that Clockwork Mansion level. Yeah. Yeah. It is freaking brilliant. And, and Prey, you know, their second attempt at a at a franchise, Prey, was a very, to me, a very underappreciated game. Had some technical issues with it, but it was just a solid, solid uh, piece of work. So I just wish Arcane would have more commercial success. And hopefully with this new partnership with, uh, with Microsoft, they might have a chance to be um, more profitable. Before our games get- end in July. <laughs> Before I get Mike to maybe answer his most underrated game, I did a quick search on Google to find the uh, 15 most underrated video games. Guess what number one was? What was it? Mirror's Edge. I always feel that game is overvalued, personally. I do, too. Other games on the list was The World Is Not Enough, which was a Nintendo 64 007 game. I had that game. Mario Mm -hmm. 2. Bioshock 2. A lot of people would say for the 360 generation, for sure. Uh, yeah. Luigi's Mansion, which was a launch on the game. Yeah. And the uh, number 15 was Mega Man 7. Hey. Hmm. There you go. Mike, do you have a game that you feel is underrated or more people should know about or no? You're going to laugh at me, but I say Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, that's yeah not, you love that game. Not bad. Uh, I, it's not bad. It's a, it's a sequel, but I don't hear a lot about it. And when you go look at Twitch and all that, the stream views are very low. So I, Hyrule Warriors was amazing. If you're a fan of Dynasty Warriors and the Zelda series, and you have not played Hyrule Warriors, what are you doing with your life? Is that fair? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we may cover that when it comes out. Your time, it's it's sure. highly possible. Uh, yeah. That wraps up the emails this week. Thank you guys for sending some emails. It makes me happy to hear from you guys. And, and the boys love responding and hearing what you guys have to say. Um, we also have a Twitter page that we do have some new followers and I'm going to talk about some new mentions this week. 
You guys are ready? Hey, okay. before you do that, I just want to point out that John and I both just did the Judd Nelson at the end yeah. of freaking yes. uh, Breakfast Club, and I can now just hear in the background, don't you? <laughs> uh, so to start off this week at uh, D. White Dynamite, that's a fantastic name. Um, <laughs> he says that he loves our stuff. He's been a huge fan for over a year. Listening to us and at Digital Logic Gaming Podcast while working remotely has kept him in, uh, basically sane. Have we? He says, have you guys ever been asked to do a crossover with another podcast? Um, because we have. Uh, us and DLG, which is Digital Logic Gaming, would mm-hmm. be a 10 out of 10 Richard show. Oh, cool. Um, we, we did do one way, way, way back with Geek Versus, which is now a defunct thing. But that yeah. was... That was old school. We did, we did that. We did a... Um, we did the uh, Extra Life stream for 24 hours i got insanely drunk during that that was a wonderful experience um <laughs> uh, i think i was playing rise of the tomb raider at like 2 a.m or something like that that's exactly when you should be john playing. remembers <laughs> uh at david mcclendon he's our friend uh, he says it look and this was in response to last week's show he said looks like the whole world listened to this week's episode uh but they added one four 10 out of 10s is trending i.e. Mm. my four games of this generation are 10 out of 10. What games get gets our fourth spot? Oh, man, you had to ask me that question, didn't you? So, wait, our four, oh, what would be the fourth game on our list from yeah. last week? Yeah. John, I think, was Doom, right? Didn't you already say that? Yeah. John's was Doom. Chris and I. I believe I said Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Would probably be it there now. I'm doing Doom Eternal more specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say a VR game for me uh astrobot no blood and truth that game's amazing mm. um i mean i mean amazing and you guys won't even touch it, it makes me angry i mean uh, to I, be fair we haven't played among us either well yeah true uh <laughs> at, at tombie juice one uh tombie juice that is amazing at weekly games chat hey uh guys apologies if you've already answered this question on here or the pod but what is your intro music uh, is it available anywhere to download by Game On Boys? I'm going to like that. Uh, our current intro music comes from Zap Splat. Uh, I forget the track title, but you can go out there and listen and, and go from there. Our previous intro music was a search that Chris did. Uh, Let me see if I've got it real quick. Who knows? I can keep reading. And I'll come back to you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, at Neely84. Says at Weekly Game Chat, I just found your podcast today. Loved it. Keep it up. Did I hear you guys have a Discord? Which I promptly replied to, yes, we do. And here is the link. Uh, Neil then thanked me. He said he was looking for some people to play with if we do any community nights, which if we don't, guys, we should do community nights. Um, it says it might be a delay with me because I'm in the UK, but saying that I am up. Uh, but I'm saying that I'm up at weird and wonderful times. Weird and wonderful times. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Uh, I know I'm not a normal person on the show, but I would be down for that big time. Yeah, that'd be very cool. The name of the track, by the way, that used to be our opening, uh, it's technically looks to be a uh, Japanese name. So I'm guessing that's what the composer is, but it translates to basically just evening. And according to this, the name of the artist is the uh, Ziplet is the name of it. Draven welcomed Neil to our uh, Discord with a meme of a raccoon 
that looks very menacing and it's the little raccoon hands are together like like doing that little thing i don't know how to describe that but this thing uh and it says welcome to the thunderdome so uh as you can tell neil we welcome you warmly to our discord community uh our final mention this week uh, our notification i should say was from david mcclendon again he said at weekly game chat another week and i've lost time to send an email sir uh, i'll leave it at this he says the vow lovecraft country raised by wolves and primal mm-hmm. i want to start hearing some thoughts and prayers from you guys <laughs> um i yeah val i'm with you on i've watched a little bit of raised by wolves and it intrigues me and i just today started finally lovecraft uh country and i can already see why that dude was just cast as the villain in ant-man 3 because he seems like he's a really good actor <laughs> so good on marvel uh before i go to new uh followers i do want to say that there is an in memoriam trending on twitter um if you haven't heard rock legend eddie van halen has passed away yeah so uh rip to eddie van halen thoughts and prayers to the family uh john I think was, or was it you, Chris, that was reminded that Eddie Van Halen was once married to Valerie, Valerie Bordinelli. I believe you reminded me of that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it. We watch her a lot on our food network show and you, you, you tend to forget that. Uh, like I said, we did have some new followers, four of them. Let's get back to this awesome name. Uh, I think it's supposed to be pronounced white dynamite, but it's spelled D white dynamite. I like that. Thank you, sir. Uh, And his picture is a, it's a transposed kind of image. It's pretty dope. Uh, Mm -hmm. Alex, let's see. Zuev, Alex 52. He likes uh, old school games, uh, rocking chair and plaid wrap. That's what's up. Thank you for the follow following you back. Dave Z cats. Founder of Adverlytics triathlete and uh, gluten-free aficionado. Thank you for the follow following you back, sir. And as we mentioned, Neil, Neely84 found us. Um, he loves F1 and a big McLaren F1. I think that's racing, guys. F1 racing, McLaren racing, all that stuff. Do you guys know what I'm talking about right now? Yeah. yeah okay. Gotcha. Good deal. Uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation on Twitter, that's uh, at Weekly Game Chat on Twitter. If you want to send an email, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And if you want to be a part of our Discord, some kind of way, get in touch with us and we'll get you an invite. It's very, mm-hmm. very, very easy. Direct uh, message is all you got to do. Yeah, direct message works for sure. Uh, I'm looking to make sure I didn't miss anything. I think that's it, Chris. This has been episode 276. Correct, because I screwed up last week when I said 276. It was actually 275, and I corrected everything after you took the time to yeah. capitalize on my mistake. It's all fine. <laughs> it's all fine. Uh, I want to thank, once again, Mike for taking the time out of his day. To make yeah, a second appearance, and uh, I've got to say a top-notch appearance to bring his insight on his uh, Genshin Impact gameplay. Sean. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. I just want to get this on the record uh, j- just for our audience. Uh, Mike, uh, you were once a rapper, correct? <laughs> you can tell you, Mike. I, I tried my hand at it. And just, I want to get it on the record. Can you let the audience know what your name was? <laughs> this is this is simply because of D White Dynamite, Mike. It uh, it, well, he reminded of what your name was. And, you and, when, and when you give us the name, can you spell it after you tell us the name? Yes, uh, I, my old, old, old rap name. 
I've named myself after a shark because I was hungry and wanted to. It's actually a great name. It was great white. And then I added hype behind it because of the old boxer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mixed the two, but then the people I started rapping with made me just great white. GR, the number eight, W-Y-T-E. There you go. And we found out the other day on SoundCloud, one of your songs hit like what number? SoundClick. 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 <laughs> it's like SoundClick. the generic SoundCloud. It's really not. SoundClick was, you can, you can get, <laughs> you can get SoundClick on your Nintendo Swatch, which you could pick up at the Lee County Fleet Market. But SoundCloud wasn't even out back then. Yeah, it wasn't out. What, what did we see that you peaked up to on one of your tracks? Like 19? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, you were very surprised to see it, it peak that much but uh yeah there's some good stuff out there he got better i gotta say it he got better the more he rapped just like he got better on his second appearance today once again mike thank you so much no thanks mike uh, yeah, i think be it for the show uh i'll start off with simply saying a game on to chris game on sean game on to johnny bear game on sean game on chris a game on mike oh yes game on john and game on mike and game on, Mike. Thanks again, buddy. No problem. Game on, Sean, John, and Chris. That's what's up. All right. Until next time, we'll uh, talk to you guys later. Peace out, everybody. Oh, your mom's box. Thug life. <laughs>